Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. We haven't seen each other in person in weeks, Tony. Have you missed me? I'm Tony Kornheiser. No. I have all I need right here. Look at this. Look at oh, this. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's a Pablo impersonator. That. Yeah, all I right, want to know this, Tony. Do I have to? Did Pablo yeah. have to be blindfolded like when you went into the bat cave so you wouldn't know the path in or out? You could just wake up we, and you're in there? Because yes. your house yes. is like that. No one knows where you are. This is like going to the bat cave. Yes to all of your questions. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Pitch Clock Questions, a couple of streakers, and Brian Windhorst joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the Los Angeles Lakers, who tonight are in a play-in game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who Michael Wilbon has said, quote, major in stupid, unquote. First-year Lakers coach Darvin Ham directly taking on expectations. Ham said, and I'm quoting here, I just think the sky's the limit. We're not going to put a ceiling on ourselves, unquote. Wilbon, do you agree the sky's the limit for the Lakers? Yeah, I do, Tony, particularly since they shouldn't really even be tested tonight. I kind of expect Minnesota to play well early and maybe lead by four at halftime and then disintegrate into dumbness, which is what they do, despite having a player who's right now in Anthony Edwards worth watching as much as anybody on the court. Yes, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the court, but the guy who's more exciting right now is Anthony Edwards. That, that's another story. The Lakers can, can, can represent the West. The Lakers could get all the way to the finals with the roster they've got out there now, the players they've had playing. I remember saying after the break or after the trade deadline, they had to win 16 games probably to get in to the play, to avoid the play-in. I think they won 18. They didn't avoid the play-in, but they're in a great spot. They're going to feast on Minnesota. It's like having a good scrimmage or a hard practice. And then they'll probably get a Memphis team that is shorthanded and smaller because they're missing two bigs. And, you know, Tony, I mean, the Lakers are in a great position to me as long as LeBron and Anthony Davis are out there and they're out there and they're playing well. Yeah. So, I mean, if the question is, is the sky the limit for the Lakers? And I assume what Darvin Ham means by that is, will they win a championship? I assume that. And if you tell me that Davis and LeBron are completely healthy, and if you tell me that after Russell Westbrook left, they went 18 and 8 without him, and if you tell me that everybody understands their roles and there's a very defined pecking order, which maybe there wasn't earlier in the year, then I would say, yes, they have a chance because this is LeBron James and he's got four rings. How many you got? You don't got four rings. So that's a big deal. But you know that I like Phoenix better, and you know that I like Milwaukee and Boston better. Um, But I'm mindful of the fact, Mike, I'm mindful of the fact that LeBron James and Anthony Davis won a title just a couple of years ago. I mean, that stuff counts if you've actually won the title. But do I trust Anthony Davis to be healthy throughout the next Two months or something. No, I don't. Yeah. See, and, and that's that's a complicating factor for me, as is Kevin Durant on Phoenix and as is the Golden State Warriors, which have, I think they're better than the Lakers and they have as much they star four. power. That's what the they Lakers got, bring. Got, they bring star too. power. And they got four Yeah, Tony, yeah. Tony, all those are great points and valid points. I think by sky's limit, Darvin Ham means getting to the finals. But by the way, a little credit. I know I just completed this voting 
And in coach of the year, while I have Mike Brown of Sacramento as my coach of the year, I got Darvin Ham second because Darvin Ham had to ride some choppy waters. This is Los Angeles where they expect to win every year. Not once every 20 like Sacramento, which where it seems impossible. Darvin Ham has done a hell of a job. And, I, I you know, it's going to be worth watching the Lakers. Maybe not tonight worth watching the Lakers, but when we get to next week and they presumably get to the weekend and they get Memphis. Let's move to baseball's pitch clock conundrum. The timer has worked wonderfully so far, wonderfully, with the games averaging a mere two hours and 39 minutes, the shortest they've been since 1984. But baseball could stop using the clock for the playoffs so as to not preclude tense moments like Kirk Gibson's World Series home run off Dennis Eckersley or even Shohei's strikeout of Mike Trout in the World Baseball Classic. Tony, should baseball, which never gets anything right for long, keep the pitch clock for the playoffs? Before I answer this question, are there any more votes you'd like to reveal as to who you voted for, second or third or fourth, on any level? And if not, then I will move ahead. Um, The pitch clock question. I I am not immune to the lore and the lure of traditional playoff baseball. Understand that. The two things you mentioned... Um, Eckersley and Gibson, I think that entire at-bat took about six minutes, if not six hours. You couldn't have that now. Even the Trout-Otani situation, at least five of those pitches, I believe, would have been pitch clock violations. Now, I I get the fact that people change their rules in the playoffs. Hockey, for example, does not have shootouts in the playoffs. Football has a different overtime rule in the playoffs. And baseball is not going to have that ghost runner at second base in the playoffs, you know, in the 10th inning. Now, me personally, I think the pitch clock is working great. I, I don't know why you would take the pitch clock away. The only thing you're losing is somebody doing this with his wristbands constantly. That's or all you're losing. sunflower seeds, the, right. The baseball is there, and it's compacted without, as you would say, the junk. So why would you change? You know what happens when they do 30 for 30 and they do a documentary and they include Kirk Gibson and Dennis Eckersley? About five of those six minutes of that footage, that video footage, it gets left on the edit room floor because yeah. nobody's yeah. watching that. You're watching the action, which is about 12 seconds of it, and you can fast forward through all of it, and that's what you should do. So baseball can be stupid if it wants. It can go the route of the Minnesota Timberwolves and be dumb. Or it can keep something that's working, actively working. People are pleased. Not even the people who thought they were going to protest the pitch clock are protesting the pitch clock. That's this right. isn't hard. People like it. Stop the deliberations. People, Tell the people, people like the it, purists to get the hell out of the room and keep well, using baseball, the pitch clock. To be fair, baseball hasn't said it's going to do anything but keep the pitch clock. But let me just give you numbers. Good. This is all you need. The World Series last year, six games. Four hours, 34 minutes, 318, 308, 325, 357, 313. By September and October, people are going to be addicted to 230. We're not changing this. We stay with baseball. There are two interesting streaks in play right now. One is a team streak. Tampa Bay has won its first 10 games. The record to open a season is 13. And Cardinals rookie right fielder Jordan Walker has hit in his first 10 straight games. The record to start a career for players under 21 years old is 12. Well, on both streaks are on the line tonight. Which interests you more? Jordan Walker, at some point 
if he keeps up anything near this pace will be more than a curiosity. You'll want to really see him. And I, I am born to hate him because he's a cardinal. Right. But this 10 and 0 thing is getting reasonably close to 13 and 0, which I guess is some record. I'm not sure if that's just a modern day record. You know, as they say, since the merger, I don't know what merger that would be in baseball, but I don't know that I can trust any bookkeeping today. But if it's close to 13 and that's said to be the number, then you got something because you're talking about since the 1880s. You're talking about 140 years. So, Tony, I think the Tampa streak, and again, this kid for the Cardinals, I mean, if I really begin to become vested in hating him like a great Packer or a great Cardinal, then he's got something, yeah. but it's too early. I don't even know who he is yet, and I know you don't know who he it's is. amazing. Either. I am stunned by your answer. It's a complete reversal of everything you said yesterday on this show. When you said of the Tampa Bay streak, which at that point was nine and now it's ten, you yeah. poo-pooed it completely. You said it's junk. That was nine. It's meaningless. That, That's okay, nine. So now it went up one, and now suddenly yeah. you're fixated on it. I, well, I don't know it who you to are. 13. Let's, let's to move 13. to the more interesting streak. Well, it, that's a streak the Brewers had in 87 and the Braves had it in 82 or something like that, and neither team made the World Series. Let's move to this kid because that's the more interesting streak. Because you know who he passed last night? He passed Ted Williams. Yeah, Teddy ball game in the rearview mirror at this point. Yeah. Earlier in this thing, he passed Roberto Clemente. And you know who he's, who he's zooming in on now, the record holder? Because you don't know this. Because his name is Eddie Murphy. Not that Eddie Murphy. Not C-I-L-L, <laughs> kill my landlord, Eddie Murphy. But Eddie Murphy, 1912, Philadelphia Athletics. Honest, honest Eddie Murphy. Because he <laughs> was on the Black Sox and didn't take the money. And he's from Hancock, New York, which is on the Delaware River, off Route 17 on the way to Camp Kiyuma and Binghamton. And you don't know that. Let's take a break. Coming up, the Thank Hawks God. face the heat in a play-in tonight. Is your boy Jimmy Butler's confidence justified? And is Luca really happy in Dallas? We're going to ask Brian Windhorst. Have you ever been on Route 17 in central New York? No, you haven't. Yeah. No, yes. right above the Pennsylvania yes. line. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but they're a chance to look your best, too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though they start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be impeccably dressed with Indochino, so order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. That's right. It's bespoke without the premium price tag. Suits start at just $499 and fitted shirts at $89. To make life even easier, you can set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. 
But if you prefer a premium in-person experience, just book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code PTI to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com, promo code PTI. Let's get back into the NBA with our great friend, senior NBA writer, Brian Windhorse. Let's start with this. The Hawks and the Heat play in the early 7-8 game tonight. Jimmy Butler, who I think always has confidence no matter what he's facing, he has predicted a Heat win. Do you believe he has good reason to have this confidence? Wouldn't it be great if you predicted a Heat loss? Like, if there was anybody who would say that their team would lose, I could see Jimmy doing it just to upset his teammates. I could see him as, a, as like, a test. The thing about the Heat is nobody really respected them last year when they were the one seed. Everybody thought, well, they're going to get beat, and they went all the way down to the last 15 seconds of Game 7, and they almost were in the finals. Also, Jimmy Butler doesn't really care about the front half of the season and only marginally cares more about the second half. And then when he gets into the postseason, turns into an absolute demon. So if Jimmy Butler believes in his team, that's kind of all you need in a one-game playoff. I would be stunned if the Heat weren't in the postseason, either by winning tonight or if they lose winning in their second chance at home on, on Friday. The Heat are a very, they're almost like playing a service academy in football. You know, you, you hate playing against the option because it messes you up and you, you won't prepare for it. You should win, but you don't. They play, Eric Spolster plays all kinds of tricky zone defenses. They kind of get under your skin. It's, it's a hard place to play. I, if I were the rest of the NBA, I would hope Jimmy is wrong. And I certainly wouldn't want to play him by with the Boston Celtics, who had all kinds of trouble getting him out in seven last year. All right, let's go from Miami to Los Angeles where the Minnesota Timberwolves will be playing against the Lakers tonight. Brian, Rudy Gobert, of course, is out with a one-game suspension. Um, uh, Jaden McDaniel, of course, is out because he punched a wall. This team majors in dumb every year. So why does Anthony Edwards, a star in the making, why, if he does, does he want to put up with this nonsense? I think Anthony Edwards doesn't care one iota about last year or last month or yesterday. I think he believes he can win any game at any time, and the rules heavily incentivize it. So come this offseason, they are going to offer him a contract extension, and I suspect he will take it. Now, whether he wants to be there long-term – that's been a problem, Minnesota. A number of their star players in the past, KG, although he gave them a while, Kevin Love, Jimmy Butler, all said, I want to get out of here. Now, Carl Towns has signed a big extension. He's, he's pretty committed. The, the Wolves have to believe that the, 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 the pairing of Towns and Edwards with Gobert to help them defensively will work long term. They're going to be on some clock because no player waits forever. But they are very fortunate that Anthony Edwards is very young and very, very focused on what's right in front of him. And so he is a treasure. He reminds me 
of John Morant seeing him early in the NBA where you looked at him and said, this guy is going to win this team big games for a long time or some team. I am very, very bullish on his future, as I was very bullish on Jai after seeing him his first couple of years in the league. But obviously the Wolves have heavily invested in what they have now working. And if they get knocked out in this playing round after trading all this for a guy who got suspended, it's not a good look. I agree. All right, speaking of things that aren't a good look, Luka and Dallas not even being in the playoffs. And Luka has said, Brian, as you know, that he's happy in Dallas. Tony and I don't believe that for five seconds. What are you hearing? What do you believe? I mean, why wouldn't Luka go the way of so many other stars in 24 hours and say, I'm requesting a trade? Well, I'm not sure if Luca is. It's ironic he would say that he was happy because we almost never see Luca happy. He's constantly displaying that he is irritated or unhappy all the time, no matter what's happening. Um, so, no, I don't believe he's happy, but I think that's also his personality. He has three years left on his contract. We start to see action in the NBA on star players when they get to two years left on their contract because that's when they can extend. They can extend Luca after next season. That is where I suspect the beginning of stress to happen. Having said that, Michael, it's a very challenging offseason for them. They are under pressure to vastly improve this team. They are under pressure to sign Kyrie Irving, even though Kyrie is going to demand from them probably a length of contract that they're not comfortable giving. And so if they don't significantly improve this roster in the offseason, and boy, are they hoping for some luck on lottery night, not only to maybe move up, but also not to have something crazy happen like the 18% chance that exists because that's what it is, 18% for someone to jump in front of them and push their to have to send their pick to New York. If they don't have it and they're struggling next year, I do think it'll be sort of maybe code orange in terms of what happens with Luca. <laughs> but I think he's going to give them an opportunity before we get to code red. But I would say by 2024 – if Luca is all is being asked if he's happy or not, you're not going to have to wait for the answer. We will get you out of here on this. We ask you to be brief on this one. It's only two words, probably. We'll have you on 10 times before the finals. But as you look at the finals right now, which two teams do you project right now getting to the finals? Bucks and Warriors. And I could be way wrong, but that's my feel. Good for you. Makes Brief sense. answer. Makes a lot Love of sense, it. Brian. Thank you, Brian. Not what Tony wanted you, to hear, but makes sense. Appreciate you. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Cliff Kingsbury lands a new gig. And the Lions trade away a player they once selected with the number three overall pick, proving that the draft lottery... The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Happy time, people. Happy 59th birthday, Brett Saberhagen. Saberhagen was a two-time American League Cy Young winner in a time when Roger Clemens was that league's number one starter. Saberhagen won both sides for the Kansas City Royals. In 1985, Saberhagen won 20 and 6. In 1989, he went 23-6, led the American League with a 2-1-6 ERA. Saberhagen was the MVP of the 1985 World Series when Kansas City beat St. Louis in an all-Missouri series. Saberhagen started two games, pitched two complete games, won both games, allowing just one earned run and one walk. Those were the Royals of George Brett and Hal McCray. Saberhagen won 167 games all told, over 16 seasons for the Royals, the Mets, Red Sox, and Rockies. So, Tony, what would these managers and general managers and pitching coaches, what would they do now with Saber Hagen at about 100 pitches and give it up nothing, like one hit in the eighth or ninth inning? Would they walk out there? Because, I mean, 40 years ago they walk out there and Saber Hagen should have taken his glove and hit the person in the head coming to get the ball to say, we don't want you to go through the order a third time. I hate baseball now many days because of that crap. But they let him stay in. He pitched complete games. They did. Not so happy anniversary, Jordan Spieth. Around this day, seven years ago, after taking a five-shot lead into the back nine at Augusta, Spieth bogeyed 10, then 11, then took a quadruple bogey on 12, rinsing it in the water twice. And right there went his hopes for winning the Masters back-to-back. Spieth won the British Open the next year, giving him three majors. Hasn't won one since. Spieth closed strong the other day at Augusta, shooting 66 to tie for fourth. American golfers under the age of 40 with multiple majors. Brooks Koepka with four, then Spieth, then Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa, and Justin Thomas with two each. Tony, I'm trying to figure out when I watch all those guys what it means that they won a clump of majors early and then have these droughts. And even though not American, you can add Rory in there, who I don't think has won a major since 2014. They all won really early. Yeah, but it's hard, it's hard early too. Wasn't it hard when yeah. you were 22? I, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, but they're not Tiger. That's your answer. No, they're not. Nobody tiger. is. Nobody is. Happy trails to unemployment for your boy Cliff Kingsbury. The recently fired Cardinals coach will go to work at USC for his old college teammate Lincoln Riley. Riley was Kingsbury's backup at quarterback at Texas Tech under the late Mike Leach in 2002. Kingsbury will work with quarterbacks, which means working with Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams. Kingsbury was briefly at USC five years ago when Clay Helton hired him as offensive coordinator, but Kingsbury got the Cardinals job within a month. Kingsbury was fired from Arizona after a 4-13 season. Maybe Lincoln Riley will become, like Nick Saban, rehabbing fired coaches. He might be known for a guy winning a second straight Heisman, which has happened, I think, once. By the way, Cliff Kingsbury, where's that house? I guess he had to sell it. I don't know if that was in Silverleaf or Paradise Valley. What a lot that was. So beautiful. He had to yeah. leave it out. Yeah, you should buy his house. You have nothing but money. Mm. Let's go to the big finish. The Lions traded former first-rounder Jeffrey Okuda to the Falcons for a fifth-rounder. What does that tell you? The Falcons are really going for it. I mean, they are aggressive in this offseason, it seems to me. Duke big man Kyle Filipowski is going to return 
for his sophomore season to Durham? Are you surprised? Not that much. NIL changes a lot of minds about leaving early. The White Sox will lose shortstop Tim Anderson for two to four weeks with a sprained left knee. Is that significant? It could be, Tony. I mean, he could be an active part, particularly at the top of that lineup, good defensive player. It could be. Hope it's not. Hope it's not out long. Rory McIlroy withdrew from the Heritage after missing the cut at the Masters. What do you read into that? I think he's emotionally spent. He doesn't want to play. I think he's depressed about what happened. Last one. Will the Bruins set a new points record tonight? Yeah, the Capitals have nothing to play for. They're going to miss the playoffs. Need two points. I, I think the Bruins get it tonight. A lot of time trying to do better the next time. Why do you hate baseball so much? Why? I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads, because they don't let pitchers pitch. Pablo, come in here. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN Help. app or Apple Here's podcast. Pablo. And now, to Pablo. finishing the game, here's SportsCenter. Pablo, have fun. Say hello, Pablo. Pablo.